fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm hungry. I believe it. You can't eat anything. I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still fasting, so I'm like... Oh, I thought you meant just like keto-wise you're hungry because you can't have garlic bread and all the good stuff. Oh, no. I mean, I eat lots. But I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of broken my fast here with a creamy coffee and some dew and some chips Ooh. and some chips. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I haven't had a meal yet, so I'm feeling a little uh, hangry. Hangry is the is what the kids say. You know, I started uh, intermittent fasting a little bit by necessity because uh, I was working such weird hours, and then I just maintained it. I don't get hangry anymore. Yeah, no, I don't usually. Uh, Sundays I do my long run, mm-hmm. and so that that sort of kicks my metabolism into overdrive. Mm. Uh, so long run, fasted, and then I'm theoretically waiting. Um, but I I snacked a little bit this morning just because I didn't want to go into the show with my stomach screaming into the microphone. And a long run for you is like a mile, mile and half. Yeah, yeah, at least fifteen minutes. Okay. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it would be a long run for me. For for me to run a mile in Hife is like, that's a once a year occurrence for me. And uh, I run two of them, two miles and don't like it. And then wait again until the next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we fluctuate. Um, we're in the, we're on a down cycle. So it was just eight. Oh, only eight. Just, uh, it was just eight. Eight steps or eight miles. Y- yeah. Eight miles. Uh, and I feel bad when we're downcycled, so I I also ran eight this week too. So, that, but that's not my long run; that's my intermediate run. But it's the same length as the long run. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Someone hit me up. Oh, I know who it was. It was Eric from EA Eight this week, and he was like, "Dude, congratulations on your running goals. Uh, I hate running for survival purposes only." Yeah. <laughs> He said, I think he said he ran 200, 400 in high school, and then he was like, yeah, no. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're in good shape. Andrew, Andrew is the exact same way. Yeah. That's the nice part about, like, at one point I was in good shape, and I have done, I've taken measures to to not, like, totally trash my body. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been able to capitalize and really leverage that one time being an athletic type to not being a, a pile of fat now. Um so I can still stay pretty active. Like I can, I can do things and and not regret it for months. You know, I'm such a calorie stacker that I have to be. I either have to be all in or I'm just a slug. You know, um, and and I don't think I lose weight by way of exercising, but I'm more motivated to eat well mm-hmm. when I'm exercising. So what? when I'm running and I have running goals, and I that you know, twenty minute five k is is around the corner, you know, where I, oh, I want to run 20 minutes or whatever, then I, I know if I don't eat well, I'm going to gain 10 pounds and I'm going to blow that. I'm going to blow my time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just naturally all, all all around more motivated to be healthier. Well, and the nice part, for, for you specifically, you have a pretty sedentary job. Mm. So you have to have to have goals set. I mean, in the last three months, I've lost like 12 pounds, just not sitting in my car all day counting beer, drinking beer, counting more beer and going home. Yeah, I just you, like getting active again. I've I've lost quite a bit of weight. I bet your sort of passive beer consumption has gone down quite a bit. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And that's a ton of calories. Oh, man. I When I had my wisdom teeth removed, I existed on beer and soup. I got 90% <laughs> of my calories through beer. Because when, when they did my surgery, they hit. Uh, they warned me that they might hit the nerve beneath the, the gum line. And they're like, hey, they could... It could be permanent if we do that, uh, but just on where it is, like we, it, it's a risk that you should be aware of. And it took me a month to be able to eat again. Oh my God. I was bruised in my collarbones. I, I like, cause I woke up a lot cause I'm a ginger. So the, uh, <clears throat> I have the ginger, I'm a day walker. I'd call you a toe head. I'm okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a day walker just for, for everyone's, uh, FYSA. Uh, so their uh the the anesthesia was not um wasn't doing it for me i woke up several times during the surgery and as a result they did hit that nerve so i can't like this whole right side of my chin there's just nothing there which is kind of cool um but it also meant that there was a lot of um bruising and it took me a month to be able to eat again most people are like oh yeah you know two days later i was back to eating no i couldn't even open my mouth wide enough to get a spoon in there for two weeks so i was drinking soup and beer to exist so i don't eat soup anymore but yeah. it, I didn't have that same uh, reaction to beer. Uh, but I, I mean, I worked, <laughs> I worked nights for the last few weeks. So like I didn't, I didn't drink at all because it feels weird to come home at three in the morning and have a beer when all you want to do is go to bed. And it feels even weirder to wake up at like 10, 11 and have a beer before you're back at work at five. So like, I just wasn't drinking. Yeah. That's a, I mean, a beer is just a lot of calories for three o'clock or a lot of volume for three o'clock so that you gotta, you gotta really dial in your whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... and which I try to I I try to avoid uh, because I drink whiskey and beer the same way. <laughs> yeah, like I I treat whiskey. I mean, any liquor the way I treat beer. Like I should be able to drink it at the same pace, and which is problematic for you know life. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know some some Irish coffee in the morning. That's good because I'm not going to want to have nine cups of coffee. Man, this stuff. I could drink this stuff all day. It's so good. It's such a such a great way to enjoy two terrific things. And you've got really good coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. And the dew, the Tullamore dew, it's complimenting it well. Yeah. No, it's perfect. And I put a little little sweetener in there, a little sugar-free sweetener, mind you. Some vanilla. Uh, it's ca- caramel this week, Ooh. actually. Uh, I put a little heavy whipping cream. God, Do you damn. really say caramel? Yeah, I probably do, yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, all the time I've known you, that's the first time I think I've heard you say caramel. Caramel, caramel. Uh, yeah, I, I think I probably, I go both ways, man. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such is life. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm good besides being hungry. How are you? Good. I am enjoying a nice weekend. We're going to do a crawfish boil this you afternoon. You're not enjoying a nice weekend. You were just telling me how stressed out you are. But it's still a weekend, right? Uh-huh. Like, I'm still not at work. I... I Yesterday, I went into today with a certain idea of how it was going to look. And then last night at about 8 o'clock, I was reminded of a, a legal obligation that I had to fulfill today, which didn't throw a wrench in my in my day. Right? You, I, you had still, your immigration hearing. Yeah, exactly. I, though I was born here, I'm still being considered for deportation. That can happen, y'all. Um, so anyway, I had to go to drill today. I had it in my calendar for next week, and I'm kind of in this weird, like no man's land of no one really wants to claim me, but someone still has to. So I don't have any responsibilities, but I still have an obligation to show up. So anyway, they texted me last night. They're like, Hey, missed you today. Like, Oh, great. So my day didn't get a wrench thrown in it. My expectation of the day did. And I'm a very expectations based thinker. 
Uh, I want to have a plan. I want to stick to that plan because that's my safe place. Mm-hmm. When it when it starts to roll into ambiguity and and uh, some gray areas, I I often um, I get a little uncomfortable. Oh, especially when I had expectations set. If I'm going in expectation free, I'm good, whatever. But if I have expectations, I get a little weird about them getting thrown out of whack. So I went through that this morning. Now we're here and we're going to a crawfish boil this afternoon, which is going to be so fun. We got four pounds of shrimp, four pounds of crawfish, some corn, red potatoes, mm. andouille sausage. Mm. Mm. Get in me. Mm-hmm. And it's with folks who have never done one before or never been a part of a crawfish boil. So it's going to be entertaining seeing children trying to manage crawfish and you know people people get so weird about i love just pulling the guts and legs oh, off of shrimp i love it I, people yeah. get weird about it i i think because most people are really used to their food being already um dismembered like there's no articulating parts of food so like even when a whole row like when people get cornish game head and they have a whole like a headless little little chicken sitting ooh, like ooh. people get weird about that because we're so detached from where food comes from yeah um you know people eat meat and be like well i, I can't know i i don't know how you'd kill something that's just so barbaric like <laughs> like what do you think happened to what what is in your big mac <laughs> well, they don't grow that shit like timberlands and eat mcdonald's yeah. get out of here yeah so uh yeah i think people's detachment from food is what what leads to that um yeah, you know, uh, my my wife is is a little bit uh, not squeamish, but she doesn't love it. She doesn't love chicken on the bone. She doesn't love. But she killed a pig. Yeah, but she killed a pig. Yeah, yeah. My, she's she's a stud. She knows she knows that it's a thing, and she wants to overcome it. But notwithstanding that, she doesn't love the guts and, um, you know, bones and and body parts, visible non edible body parts. So it's just the greens of the carrot. You got to dispose of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I, the same thing. I, I dig it. I, I dig it. I love, I love eating, you know, first of all, don't ever come at me and say, would you like a boneless wing? Motherfucker. There's no such thing as a boneless wing. That's a chicken nugget for a grown up. Come on. Uh, that is a breast filet or whatever. Or that's, puree. That isn't, yeah, or puree. <laughs> that is not a wing. Yeah, my whole family is like, oh, I really prefer boneless wings. A, A, not a wing. But more importantly, B, you don't get the flavor. If you cook a chicken with the wing oh, or yeah. with the bone, you get so much more flavor. You get that gel- that gelatin that crisp- crisps up. You get all the flavor that comes out of the bone. I mean, there's a reason we use bones to make broth because that is where... You get flavor. That's where you get that richness. That's where you get creaminess. All kinds of good stuff. All the goodness. When I used to go to client meetings at Buffalo Wild Wings, because I, I sold beer, so that was a appropriate place for, for mm-hmm. meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get boneless wings because I didn't want to get all covered in wing sauce. Oh yeah. Uh, and then go back to work. You, you know, I uh, my very first job I ever applied to a uh, it, it was a management position with a fortune 500 company and and spoiler alert i got the job but the regional manager called me and said hey um i know you interviewed at this career fair and i got the message that they want to hire you but i don't hire anybody into my region unless i talk to them first in in a management position pretty reasonable and uh so i meet with this guy from cleveland he's got you know I, i didn't know this at the time but he's you know wearing a suit and he's kind of fancy and 
he goes, well, you know, I was a college student, right? I was a college student. He goes, well, where do you want to eat? And I was like, gosh, I'll meet you anywhere. And he goes, no, honestly, I'm not from Eugene. I don't know anything. Where do you go? Well, at the time, I was living in the dorms at the University of Oregon, and there was a Mexican place called Muchas Gracias. And, and I said, well, you know, normally when I eat lunch, I walk up to Muchas Gracias. And he goes, perfect. I'll meet you there. Well, Muchas, bless its heart, is the probably Ooh. lowest rent Mexican in all of Oregon. It's fantastic. It's lovely. But it is not a classy operation. No. Not a classy operation. And this No, one, you're lucky if you only get one hair in your burrito. That's right. This one was in a old Burger King. And it still had all the Burger King fixtures. Um, yeah. It, it was... Looking back, probably both a brilliant decision and a terrible decision. It turned out to be brilliant. It, it was a so. bad choice going into it, though. It, it was a bad choice going into it. Um, and and he was fine. He he kind of he made a face, and I can't remember what he got tacos or something. And yeah, uh, you know, the type of business it was a it was a paint business, and the type of business it worked out okay. But <laughs> so yeah, so we're talking about watches today, sort of. Yeah, I guess that's right. We're sort maybe of. not talking about watches. Well, first we can talk about this uh, this Nighthawk. Oh man, yeah. Uh, Instagram user out at Southpaw STL fifteen. He's a he's a watch dude. He's watch fam. He posts sick watches. He's a fun guy. And he's, he's a lefty. And he's a lefty. Uh, hence Southpaw. Uh, Wears it on the right wrist. Sent us a care package this week. Such a good one. The One of the best care packages I've ever received. Uh, I think it's the best we've received. I think it's the best we've received because he sent us hot food. Yeah. So uh, not only did he send us a watch, and we've received watches, and we love everybody that sends us watches to play around with and try on, but never before have we gotten not one, but two big bags of chips. I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. We can move on for now. Yeah. But never before have we gotten uh, consumables. No. In a care package. Besides from Terry. But that was, everyone gets that from Terry. But he sent us a watch. He sent us this watch that both of us have lusted after, I think, since even before we started recording in earnest, right? Mm-hmm. He and sent, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. It's good. I've, I've tried this on before. But I've never, I've never been able to play with it, like, in the privacy of my own home. Yeah. And, I'm, I mean, frankly, I'm not now. I'm in your home. But it's basically my home. I have a key. I can just kind of come and go as I please. Well, and I, it was weird, but you asked for 15 minutes alone with it. And I said, oh, okay, I'll close the door. I only needed three. Yeah, it was quick. I was yeah. surprised. It's so good. It's super duper good, man. The one thing that I, I don't think I recalled uh, from the last time I tried this on is this internal rotating bezel. How smooth, how smooth that crown is on the slide rule. It's fantastic. It is so many. I could I could just sit here and play with it all day. You, you know, it, it, it turns and it's sort of, uh, I mean, it was weird when I got it. I was like, well, where is straight up? Like, because I, you know, you know. Well, you got to know how to learn, how to, how to use a slide rule. Right. <laughs> you know, OCD, I kind of wanted to set it to, to zero. Um, and it took me a little while to figure out where zero was. I mean, there's just a lot of information that I have no clue what it means um and, and and i'd like to while we have this thing maybe get a feel for that but uh yeah it took me a little while to figure that out but but yeah that turn is fantastic it, it's so clean everything on this is 
I feel like this could be a watch that you'd be comfortable spending four hundred dollars on. Easy. The construction is is great. The bracelet lives up to it. It's got the weight that you'd expect out of a out of a really well made, well designed watch. Which is not to say that light watches are cheap or heavy watches are necessarily high quality, but it just it feels right. You, you know, I wonder I wonder how how Citizen is able to you, you know I assume this is a loss leader for for Citizen. Um, I, I don't know that, but I assume it's a loss leader and maybe not a loss leader in the literal sense of the word, but I assume this is one of the watches in their catalog that they, they drop a lot of time and attention in, in order to, to stay in the tiny little market segment that is us, that, mm-hmm. it, you, you know, and maybe that's, maybe I'm way off, way off on that. And, and how would we know? Right. They'll never tell us. They would never tell us. But my assumption is they're like, you know, we probably don't sell a billion of these, but we continue to sell them. And this is a hit. People love it. Um, the you- finishing is so good. I mean, it's just everything about this watch is just sexy. The the angles on the case, it's not a necessarily unique case shape. And but it's it not is. a beautiful case. It's not a beautiful case either. I, <clears throat> I mean, the case is a little slabby um, and it's a, it's a little tall and it's kind of chunky i mean certainly not elegant i would never ever ever call this watch elegant but it is sexy but it is sexy that's yeah. right we're, uh, we're looking at the at the swimsuit line right now of the of the miss america pageant not the evening gowns you, you know a couple niggles for me at least did you say nipples nipples a no. couple nipples niggles i said a couple little oh, things okay. that kind of that, that kind of caught me off guard maybe don't bother me um but but well one of them bothers me this is the one that bothers me the solid end lengths protrude at a different angle than the lugs so there's this Mm -hmm. there's this gap and and i think it's deliberate uh they follow the slope of the end lengths but then they continue to go down after the end lengths stop yeah they're not they're not especially well integrated but i kind of like it looking at it from above Mm-hmm. It adds just kind of a little bit different texture, a little bit of ge- different geometry than say you get like out of like an AP where everything is all perfectly integrated. I think it just breaks up that shape a little bit. Well, and they've done a thing where the grind, it flows. So so the grind on the end links and especially like you said, for, for looking above, it makes sense. And they've and they've done a good job in in working that. I, I still don't know that I love it because it, it pokes out from the lugs. I, I would rather they... I would rather mm-hmm. they had shaved those those sort of points. And, and, you know, we talk about this stuff and we're looking at it and we can talk about it. You can't see it. But but if you, if you have an opportunity to look it up, I think that's a weird thing. And, and I don't know that I love it. That's a tiny thing. The other thing that caught me off guard, and it doesn't bother me, um, but I thought, gosh, that's a little weird, is the the links themselves are not, are not oval. R- rather, they are sort of... Oh, teardrops teardrop shaped yeah and the teardrops flow the teardrops flow towards the watch Mm -hmm. as opposed to away from the watch and and again talking about this on a podcast you're gonna you guys are gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about everett well i'll I'll tell you i I don't know you'd have to look at this thing or touch this thing or play with it it's a little bit awkward what it means is that the fat ends of that teardrop on the links, the fat ends are up as mm-hmm. opposed to down. I probably popped that P. Sorry, guys. Um, 
and and I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, that It's a little weird. I don't hate it. I wore this bracelet. And, and gosh, guys, people say, you know, the best affordable bracelet this this always comes up in the conversation and i i agree with it i agree with it wholeheartedly this is the best affordable bracelet i've ever touched with yeah with absolutely no reservation for two 200 bucks the only weird thing about it is it is a long buckle i think it's average it seems long there's there's what three links four links on one side and five on the other it just it it seems like there's a lot more buckle to bracelet ratio than you know, I, I don't. Here. I don't know. And you said that when you looked at it. You, you know, this is obviously so. We've got your SSB031, and that's got a, a much smaller buckle. But the, 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 the what do you call the scissor? The scissor clasp, mm-hmm. the scissor part of it, the underneath hidden part, is the same size. Um, I get it. The, I, vis, the visible, the visible portion is is less on the SSB, but. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. I think it gives you micro adjustments, although I think they've sold themselves shorts on the micro adjustments too. But um, that said, it's still, those are, those are our complaints, people. How hard do we have to grasp for them? The taper on this thing? It's so good. It's per, I mean, the taper on this thing is epic. This is a wonderfully engineered watch. Everything about it says it should be north of 300 and it's a, Two hundred dollar watch. Well, right. I mean, if this, like... if this was a Seiko, or if this was a, I mean, shit. If this was a, and Breitling could just take this watch, oh, assuming yeah. it didn't exist. Breitling could take this watch, add it to their catalog, with a solar movement or whatever Breitling decided to do for that, and this thing would be a a three thousand dollar watch in its current state without any changes. And that's the other thing. It's Eco Drive. It's so money. The yeah. only difference you have to do, the only different thing you have to do for this watch is don't put it in your watch box, put it on top of your watch box, and it's going to keep its charge. And it's a GMT, and that GMT is one of a kind. Yeah. It, this thing is money. Kim says to me the other day, she goes, hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's three watches in the windowsill. Because <laughs> I've never had an EcoDrive watch uh, before. I'm aware. I, <laughs> I'm aware. I got it. You know, I recently picked up uh i recently picked up that that um casio that multi-band that vintage multi-band mm-hmm. which i still haven't synced folks sorry it's not gonna sync i've gotten a lot of messages Ooh, can we talk for a second about this multi-band watch let's my vintage casio uh lineage um i say vintage it's probably not vintage but you, you know that jdm it is you can't find that watch anymore that's right it, it meets our it meets our expectations for vintage um I've gotten a lot of messages, people saying, hey, you, you know, if that's JDM, it might not sync outside of Japan. Well, the whole idea of multiband six. Six band should. It should. It should sync anywhere, right? It should sync to any of the atomic clocks, including Colorado or Alaska or... I wonder if in the last 30, 40 years, the frequency has changed in... Well, no, it hasn't. It's no? St- it's, no, it has not. It, it, it should sync here to our 60 hertz atomic clocks um the, the the frequency on those hasn't changed are we so, within range then we're in range we're, because my my g-shock sync okay yeah my g-shock sync uh so i think it's probably a, a a bum movement or the movement's just gone gone bad old. over over time yeah it's old so um no expectations that it'll sync uh which, which is sad 
it's a little sad but i got that i got that watch for a song um and it's beautiful and it keeps good time that's the other thing i haven't gotten any time loss on it so that's really impressive i I manually set it and it's been just fine so it's a little bit it's it's not easy to set i will say that because it's not designed to be manually set so you're only gonna wear it six months a year right well yeah perhaps (laughs) (laughs) it's Um, your summer watch you, you, you know, I, I haven't gotten it to sync, but um, I've never had a solar watch. And, and so now I've got the G-Shock. Three. <laughs> I've got the Casio and, and this Nighthawk came in and Kim was like, why Why do you have watches in the windowsill? Well, because I was trying to get them to all sort of play with the sun. But uh, Artificial light works too. You, you know, I don't think it works quite as, quite it's not, as efficient. It's not as efficient, no, yeah. but as long as... As long as it's exposed to artificial or natural light, like my my uh, Citizen Aviator, I just leave it on top of the dresser, and it is it, it has never been reduced to it's low power. Charged. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to know. Uh, I, I think that even uh, you, you know LED lights have gotten a lot better in the last five years. Anybody who goofs around with flashlights, and I assume a lot of you do, um, you know, we've gone from pretty modest LEDs five years ago to, to all of the lightsabers. S- that's right. <laughs> And so even even now with the ultra powerful, you know, Anchor has got like a thirty dollar, ten billion loom, uh, or ten billion. What do they call candle that? power? Candle power um, or lumens? I don't know how they relate, but same thing, right? They, yeah. you, you know, whatever. Ten ten billion candles um, in Anchor's thirty dollar flashlight. You, you know, even that is like a hundredth of the power of just walking around in the in the sun on a cloudy day so um the sun man it's big how big (laughs) hard to say (laughs) and opinions differ (laughs) let's not open that can of worms then uh so yeah uh gosh the the nighthawk and the bag of chips bags of chips bags of chips we'll We'll save that yeah can we please we'll we'll save those because man okay you know, we only have to- so much time to prepare every week. Okay, yeah. so so we're 26 minutes in. I love you guys. I'm sorry about that. Thank you for sticking with us through our ramblings. We're going to talk about something kind of stupid today, but kind of fun. I think fun and important. We're going to give you the definitive ranking of watch bands slash straps. <clears throat> Hardware. This is it. Shoes for your watch, as Sh- it were. The shoes, right. The, the, the watch shoe definitive ranking list and this is it you guys you this is this is it i mean you could put this on stone tablets and bury them in your backyard and someday some dude named joe from brooklyn is going to find them and it's going to be it's going to be the new thing man why will joe from brooklyn be digging in our backyards (laughs) (laughs) well maybe we won't live there anymore okay (laughs) moving along so should we just start at the bottom? Let's let's do it. Okay, and, and to preface this, a couple prefaces. One, I made the ranking, and Andrew is going to be able to disagree with the ranking, and I suspect he will. Uh, two, this ranking is made without regard to what watch these are for. If you've got a Calatrava, you're probably going to wear that on Black Croc or something of that ilk. And I like so, the ilk word. Use. Ilk. Thank you. And so with regards to your Calatrava, you're probably not going to put that on a beads of rice or a razor wire because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So we've done this ranking without regard to what you're wearing it on. These are just in general, 
on their own merits rankings of watch shoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so starting from the bottom, I think we might be in agreement here. I haven't seen the list, just so everyone knows. You're going to get live and unfiltered reactions. (laughs) Sorry if it gets a little sporty. So the bottom is actually a set of, of bracelets. Bracelets, metal bracelets. Uh, that I think are just stupid. And if you love them, I'm sorry. Don't be mad. Don't don't turn us off. We still love you. You can still love us. We We're... just don't like your watch bracelet choice. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I agree yet. So number 10, any sort of razor, razor wire, or ladder bracelet. Now that last one is going to piss people off because the ladder bracelet has some heritage and it's got some, some OEM um lineage and people are going to be attracted to that but i'm gonna i'm gonna dump it in there those are going to be the exception because there are a few places where it's well executed but generally speaking yeah i'll agree with that as the rule those suck those suck and if you got it on your watch take it off not really please continue to wear that maybe you have the exception on i don't know but (laughs) but likely not so Uh, any so i see these razor you know the ones that have the top link that's shaped like a like an old safety razor cut out I'm not into it, man. Pass. Pass. Hard pass. Why? why? Not why do you pass, but why? Why does that exist? Why is it a thing? Some of the ladders can be well executed. But especially in terms of a vintage application. So yeah. I'm wearing this on an old Elgin, which can't, or it wasn't an Elgin. I think um, Technos maybe. There, there was some brands that executed a ladder bracelet historically, um, and, and people like those. That's fine. You get a pass. But anybody else, you got a ladder bracelet on your um, on your SKX. Come on. There was also a time when it was appropriate to wear a bowler hat and duster jacket. Right. Like that time has passed. <laughs> Although maybe as not great, Eugene. As great as it would be to be able to do that again, I'd love to be able to wear a duster and a bowler. I can't pull it off. <laughs> There's no purpose for it. You're the outlier. Don't be the outlier. If Don't. you're the only one doing it, you're not right. Don't do it. Don't do it. So uh, number 10, razor, razor, our ladder. Moving on. Concur. Number nine, I've put a bracelet that doesn't get a lot of play, but I've myself purchased one, a super engineer, Mm. a super engineer bracelet. Now, you went right down to the bracelet, not a style, huh? Well, I I pulled this one out specially. I pulled this one out specially. We're going to have several bracelet styles and some things like leather straps. I'm going to kind of lump together. So even though there's a million of them. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) super engineer bracelet i pulled it out because i bought one and i hated it you know it was so good on the mdv though yeah there's but again you know what a time and place generally speaking that is too much bracelet it's heavy you need it on a heavy clunky big ass watch yeah it's heavy and it's clunky and there's no taper to it you know some of them do have tapers i've seen versions that were tapered but here's the other thing i don't like about the super engineer you cannot find an oem super engineer they they don't really exist so they all have straight bars and i don't love that either Mm, those straight end links Mm -hmm. that bothers me that and, and i realize that's maybe a little unfair to the super engineer style but uh, I mean, I some I think there's bracelets, and we'll get into them. I I'm gonna reserve my consensus on that. I already know but, where you're at, but I but I think it, <laughs> I think it could be. I think number nine could be appropriate. If what comes next is what I think is gonna come next, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna disagree. 
Okay, so number nine, and I'm gonna lump two two distinct styles together. We here. just were in number nine, so we're gonna go to number ten or number eight. Well, that's fine. Number eight, I'm gonna lump two distinct styles. They're not distinct, but but they're uh they're they're different, and I'll acknowledge that. They're a family. Come on, you're wrong. Milanese, no, and Shark Mish is number eight, and they're terrible and fuck them. R- disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but not knowing what's coming above this, there is a time and place for both of those bracelets. Not and, I'm gonna get hate. I'm gonna get hate. And and you know what? Contextually, there's there's times where there aren't. I saw a picture of a uh, of an F91 on a shark mesh. Wrong. No, don't do that. <laughs> it was it was a it was a black F91 and a gold shark mesh. Why? No. Why? <laughs> I hate them, man. You know what? They feel really nice. They feel so good. They're they're really comfortable. They're really comfortable, but they look like poo. No, they don't. In my mind, IMO. They they don't. A, a, a skin diver on a shark mesh. Come on, poop. Come on, no, <laughs> no. I mean, but that's their application to me. I I don't see them really fitting very well. Totally. No, outside of a dive style, you know, the, one of the uh, the Nighthawks comes on a shark mesh. And it looks good. The MD, uh, the yeah, the. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm making the emoji with the green puke face. The the DLC one comes on a black shark mesh. It looks right. Yeah, make make the puke face. Emoji puke. Make the. It, it looks right. But that's that's the context it fits in. Not on an F91. Not. I don't think it would fit on an SNK. It it needs a a large metal case dive style. And I think it especially looks good in vintage application. But again, we can circle back to my earlier statement of. Bowlers and dusters aren't appropriate anymore. Out of context, right? And the context is, um. So you know, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I mean, the thing is, we've started it. We started at ten, and I think ten was the sole, the sole um entry on this list, which was like, don't ever do it. So you know, going to number nine, super engineer. Even I, who have made these definitive rankings that shall forever forth be known in the watch world, uh, even I will admit, hey, maybe a super engineer works. And you're right. We put it on that MDV 106, and it was like, this is kind of tight. I wore it for a week like that. My arm was tired. (laughs) I got stronger in just the right arm. I know. It was weird. You came over, and I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm yoked on one side. Don't don't, don't make a big deal out of it. You looked like that that arm wrestler guy. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I looked like. Okay, so Shark Mesh, number eight, you're going to disagree, but the rankings are what they are, people. Yeah, <laughs> we don't make the rules here. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, now there's a slight distinction. There's a slight distinction, but number seven, any le- any leather. Any leather strap, period, goes in the number seven slot. But here's the one distinction, retail leather. Cheapest NATO straps, Hirsch, Hadley Roma, I don't care. Retail leather goes in the number seven slot. I'll accept that. I don't they, like it, man. They, they they meet a specific need. There's nothing special about them. So this is the nothing special leather list. I'm assuming a little bit higher up, we're going to get special leather. That's right. Okay. So, so so number seven is that Hadley. So so look, a Hirsch Liberty. I'm going to swap seven and eight in my mind. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That so you're you're going to actually demote leather below the Shark Mesh. I'm going to demote OEM cheap leather okay to below shark mesh fantastic so so the hirsch liberty is is actually a wonderful strap and and i wear i wear a hirsch liberty on my skx or not my skx my snk from time to time it's it's actually a pretty lovely strap 
Um, and, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, if I sweat, it gets kind of manky and slimy. Slimy? Ew. Ew. I don't want it. I don't want it. And and it I don't get enough of that special feel from it for me to rank it any higher. It's in, in terms of my in terms of the preference, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear anything that's gonna feel slimy if I wind up having to run to court, which happens. You know, the only OEM oh. leather that I've uh retained, um actually two, I've 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 retained two OEM leather straps. Uh one of them being on the Citizen Aviator, and that took hardware. It's extensive wear it's still holds up it doesn't get yucky it looks good uh and the other is what came on my uh seiko recraft i don't like the shape of it uh it's a flat end as opposed to a tapered to a point end like you'd expect in a leather Mm -hmm. strap but again it's it's holding up it still looks good it's comfortable but for all the watches that i've had that come on leather that's it's not speaking well to to oem leather straps now now again guys remember if you've got a Calatrava, yeah, obviously, put that motherfucker yeah. on black croc. If you've got an Alpinist, you might want to wear that thing on on a on a Hirsch Liberty or something of that elk. But we're I'm like I said, we're gonna get further up to nice leather straps, right? As so opposed to OEM leather straps. We're talking just OEM, like you, you came out of the box. I'm gonna say we're already in the category of things that I like in certain applications. So so although it's got a low placing. It's in the range of things that I think are acceptable in certain applications. And number six, we're going to even get further into things I like. Okay. Did we, uh, are are we going to get Leatherman bracelets <laughs> in here, or is that going to Leatherman that... goes in in category ten? Okay. Yeah, that Leatherman tool bracelet goes in number ten. Concur. Okay. <laughs> okay. So number six, this was a little bit of a tough choice. Beads of rice. Ooh. <laughs> Beads of rice is the is the is the sexy pony right now, but still only number six. It he's so hot. He's so hot right now. He's so hot right now. Uh, yeah, you know, I think beads of rice is better than shark mesh. It fits the same place in my mind for the most part. I I don't I think there's few applications where either wouldn't be appropriate. So so two things have inspired this episode. One of them came after we picked the choice. Which is Scottish Watches released a watch bands blog post. Oh. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And and actually, you know, those guys, Rick and Ricky, I don't I don't know what the hell they're doing, but the, the article was terrible. Um I'm just joking, we love you guys. <laughs> um, but Scottish... Yeah, don't listen to them, listen to us only. <laughs> uh Scottish Watches and, and that kind of got my brain kind of got my brain going. But the other thing that happened is Chris Vale, uh Nth Watches and I and I because I kind of do most of our social I suck at it social media stuff uh we're, we're talking on on Instagram by way of comments so you guys can see the stuff if you really want to search it out but Chris Vale and I have been talking online and he told me the other day that he thinks a jubilee is the man bun Bleh. <laughs> He thinks that that a jubilee is the man bun of straight. You know what so, that is? That that's maybe he's right. Well, because a man bun is something I'm not cool enough to pull off. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. So so you've got to be pretty cool. I think beads of rice for me fits that category better than 
a jubilee. I, I think a jubilee in its in its most sort of simple form is a pretty straightforward watch watch bracelet choice. Beads of rice, on the other hand, it's a little a little cooler to me. It's a little cooler, right? Yeah, and it, it's got to it's got to be done right, and it's got to be in the right context. Well, you know, you say that it's got to be done right. I've never seen a bad beads of rice. There, you know, no, but you could put a beads of rice on something it doesn't fit on. Oh sure, oh sure. I don't mean I don't mean the actual execution of the beads of rice. It's got to be a little vintage. Yeah, it's got to be a little vintage, or it's got to be a little dressy. One of those two things. Yeah, if not both. Yeah, oftentimes both. Oftentimes both. So, so yeah, I'm going to put beads of rice in the sixth slot. I think that's a fine place for it. And again, we're already in in choices that I think are great. Because I love a beads of rice. You know, I have a beads of rice on my Emperor Diver. Love it. I was just going to say we have one on our Nemo, but we don't have a Nemo. We don't have a Nemo because those fuckers took it back, Eric. Talking to you, man. I want one. <laughs> I saw the white one that came out. I was like, oh, I want you. I posted a picture of a Nemo this week, and I was like, oh, yeah. Remember that one time when we had all those fucking awesome watches? Or maybe it was uh, it, it was, it was uh, this 1963. DL, yeah. DL63. Um, but, you know, same same difference for me. I thought, gosh, remember that time when we had all those EMG watches? I was I happier I tried to hang then. on to those, and eventually he was like, please send those to Washington right now. Yeah. Like, all right, Eric. Okay. Gosh, we've only had them for two months. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had them for more than that. Uh, yeah, sorry, Eric. But yeah. But thank you. So the beads of rice, especially on a skin diver. Oh, mm. love it. It goes in the sixth slot because it's a little, it's a little quirky. It's limited in its application. Okay, number five. Do it. NATO straps. Generally, period. NATO straps. Number five. I love the idea of a NATO strap, and I love the pictures of them on Instagram in their actual day-to-day use and application. Meh. It's hard to find a watch that has has the right contour for a NATO to really, really work. And I think it's hard to find a watch who looks better on a NATO than it does on their OEM. I don't know about that, but I... I you, love I you, love NATOs. You've worn your SSB on a NATO quite a bit, right? Yeah. The problem is that it's so fucking tall already that if I add any more height to it, it it's like I'm I'm wearing Big Ben on my wrist. Well, I can't get can a, always, I can't even get a jacket over it. You can always geld your NATO, which I think is a totally reasonable thing. Which I've done, but it's still that little bit is the difference between that being a tall watch and that being a towering watch. Right. Right, and I think when you when you look at something like the, uh, like the Emperor Diver, a nice slim watch, those those watches work great on it. Well, I, with the crystal, it's not actually it doesn't the, wind up being that slim. The SNK is money mm-hmm. on a NATO. Uh, I um, wear the SNK almost explicitly, almost explicitly on it. Exclusively, like <laughs> what is explicitly wearing well, a watch? You, if you have to know, if you have to ask, <laughs> pictures to follow. Uh, the Mako. Spends a lot of time on the NATO. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, and even that, that's just a little bit taller than I'd like. You need a nice slim watch for a NATO to really fit. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's right. I mean, I don't need, know that it needs to be a slim watch, but it's got to be a watch that can compensate for the, the extra girth. The girthiness. I actually this week put my Dan Henry 1972 on a toxic shiznit and. <laughs> i put this thing on a nato when i very first got it but i'll tell you it is a pain in the butt 
to get on a NATO because the the it's got hooded lugs and they're really tight. And I had the same issue with the F ninety one. You have to you have to you have to put the NATO in place and you kind of have to shove the the strap into the crevice and then and then put the the spring bar on top of that and and just apply force until it finds the hole just like my I, youth i hope that that segment is listened to out of context by so many children <laughs> um but <laughs> golly i put it on this thing and i was like so a it's a black shiznit a black shiznit everywhere everything we've talked about this before right the black shiznit maybe maybe the best version of a nato strap that exists and and really quickly followed by the admiralty gray yeah that's right i think i think black probably a little bit more conservative gray sexier mm-hmm. so so black more conservative gray sexier um and and so one and two probably shifting places in terms of nato application Look, I, I even wrote down here, bump to a high quality SB NATO. So we've we've put NATOs in the five spot, a bump to a high quality SB NATO, seatbelt NATO. I love a seatbelt NATO. Some people like the OGs. I know Terry from Toxic personally has said he prefers the OG sort of ribbed NATO. But you get you get a little bit durability. And I think for, for a daily wear, I think you, you should go the, the traditional, but for a... I disagree. For, I disagree. But for folks like us who wear a watch like maybe three days in a row, you're gonna get a long life out of that seatbelt. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I and, and again, I, I posted a picture of this. I posted a picture last week of this seventy two on the on the black NATO. I'll probably post another one this week just because I'm so enamored by it. And when I take it off, it's gonna be a while before it gets back on there. But golly. Oh, and, and yeah. That, co- that watch looks sexy. like it was meant to be on a NATO. And you, the Speedmaster, that's mm-hmm. a watch that I think looks better on a NATO. You, you know, I've got this 20 millimeter, <clears throat> I've got this 20 millimeter um, SB NATO. I suspect if I ever uh, get a Speedmaster, like I said, if I ever get in a car, you know, get hit by a car in a crosswalk and get some huge settlement, that I will, that Speedmaster will send, spend time on this, on this shiznit. Yeah. But. You know, when does that happen, right? Getting hit by a car and getting the settlement. So rarely. So, <laughs> you just, it's all about right place, right time. <laughs> we've said it on the show a number of times. So I'm telling you, if I ever get hit by a car and get a settlement, I'm getting a Speedmaster. We'll cross our fingers. <laughs> Hopefully we're in the same crosswalk. <laughs> we can get matching date jests. So someone, someone messaged us recently to say, you snort every once in a while. I can't remember who it was. You snort less now that you're skinny. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> I do. It's true. I snort. I'm a little bit of a snorter. It's just my. It's just who I am. Well, and less now that you're skinny. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was a health issue. It was. It was an indicator. <laughs> but I, I still snort, and I think I'm pretty skinny. Yeah, but it's rare now. It's it's uncommon. All right. For enough. those of you who listen to us, I listen to Everett a lot more than you. So, this is your primary function, or your 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 primary snorting. Uh, uh, venue you're saying i snort more on the podcast than i do irl yeah all right that's weird i i I can't explain it number four we're into good shit now right we started we started with the beads of rice at number six good shit five natos this is good shit number four rubber straps and i'm going to give you a specific order of rubber straps okay and and there's one rubber strap that's been excluded stay tuned uh one is a ripple 
rubber strap. Mm. And by one, I mean four. So the lowest ranked ripple wave rubber strap, the classic, you know, with the depth rating rubber strap. Mm -hmm. Those are my least favorite of all. But there's so many. If if you get a good one, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, obviously a lot of shitty. The ones. one that's going to come on your Timex is not going to be a good one. It's shitty. The Casio the Casio ND Limit rubber strap is garbage. Uh, however, if you get a rubber one from that Italian company, who's also Bertoli. No, it's like Bonato Centurini. Yeah, I know, it, but they also make the Zulu diver, right? Yeah, right? So they're yeah. rebranded as Zulu diver. Those are good. Uh, a waffle, okay, no, number three. Two is an isoframe or an isoframe style because Terry has his Magnum version. There's also the um, Borealis version. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some very good affordable versions of that isoframe. And then, and then the 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 bee's knees in the rubber strap world is the Tropic. Okay. So, so filling the number four slot is rubber straps generally. Ripple waffle isoframe Tropic in that order. Okay arguments no i i i agree with that assessment although you had the order backwards when you when you just gave it well i went from the bottom up okay okay yeah no i i agree completely rubber straps are the shit they're comfortable they're super adjustable they're great to wear all day doesn't matter what you're doing that day if it's pool to golf course to I mean, you can't you can't really wear it as evening wear for the most part but fuck it you can make it work 2019 homie for for a nice black you, you could make work yeah, on a on a, a tropic strap. Uh, yeah, a tropic strap on a skin diver, dude. What else do you need? Sick, do it all yeah. day. Comfortable. They smell nice. They, they oftentimes do smell nice. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mine always smell terrible. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm disgusting. Are you just dirty? Disgusting. Okay, yeah, totally disgusting. So no arguments. Number four, no, rubber strap. I, I agree. Okay, so number three. This is actually two distinct styles of bracelet. Again. But I'm going to lump them together for the purposes of our definitive rankings because I think in terms of the ranking, they're indistinguishable. They have their merits, each of them individually, but a president slash oyster style. These are both historic Rolex bracelet styles. So the president slash oyster. Now, grab that SB. Grab that SB. So uh, the SB... Uh, what 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 is the reference? The SSB031. SSB031 uh, is a Speedmaster style chronograph, mm-hmm. and it comes on what I would call a, an oyster, which is a flat three-link uh, bracelet. The Nighthawk comes on what I would call a president style, so distinct because of the curve. Mm-hmm. You're not getting flat. That that's right. That's you're right. Getting, you're getting some texture to that bracelet. So, and there maybe is some middle ground, which is like a 3D oyster um, in between a true president and an oyster. Sometimes they're polished inside. Um, you, you know, I'm not distinguishing there. I'm saying the president slash oyster, the three, the three link, piece. Okay. The three link bracelet comes in at number three. It is. I hate to agree with you. Ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. It is ultimately functional. It's comfortable. It's attractive. They're they're versatile. Versatile. It's boring, right? I yeah. think that's the biggest deal. It's kind of boring. They're blue jeans. They're blue jeans. Dark blue jeans because it's 2019. And that's why they hit the number three spot, yeah. right? I, I hate to agree with you because I'm not a big fan of them typically. A lot of them pull my arm hair. And they're boring. They're boring. They're boring. But, but great. But yeah. But great. I mean, think about how many watches 
live on an oyster. Oh, and how many watch decisions are made based off of the quality of bracelet that it's attached to? People buy watches because they like the bracelet, not just because they like the watch. And people don't buy watches because they know they won't like the bracelet. And so that that gets the number three spot because it's just cool. It's cool. It's not cool. It's just good. I, I think it's cool even. I think it's cool the same way Levi's are cool. 501s are cool. They don't ever look great, but they always look good. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that's if that's cool. They're perfectly above mediocre. What about James Dean? Yeah, but that's a, that's that's cool what's wearing them. AF. That's because of who it's wearing them. I can yeah. I can put on James Dean's pants. I can put them on, and I'm not going to rise to his level. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd fit in them. No, I cor- of course I wouldn't. But I could still put them on, and I wouldn't be cool. <laughs> it would be cool to wear them, but I they wouldn't. It, I hate to agree with you. I'm and picturing I, you jumping up and down trying to get James Dean's pants on. I know, I am too. <laughs> but I just I hate to agree with you. But I think I think you're right. Blech. I don't like him at number three. But it is. But I can't move him. But you can't move him. Okay, so number two, and this I think this is going to surprise people because this is kind. This is the most specific, but also pretty open. The most specific category we have, but I think it leaves a lot of room for for. Um, play and movement an integrated rubber strap gets my number two any and and i wrote actually it's integrated slash fitted rubber which is to say a curved end or a fitted integrated rubber strap so that is you know imagine a anywhere from a, a nautilus on rubber to or, or a rolex on an everest strap to the wonderful stuff that strap code does for the skx's what's the crafter blue mm-hmm. the skx looks killer on those crafter blues there's another company called skin x that makes a fitted rubber strap i love that i love that and i think that for me that goes at number two and people here's, are already mad about one here's here's where my challenge is i disagree i think that goes on par with the nato for me but the the problem I have with that so much cooler than a NATO. The problem I have with that cooler, yeah. But I don't know that it, it's it's so specific, super specific, right? But but think about like a Nautilus, for instance. I know People it can't get be. A, I know a fifteen twenty five thousand a fifteen to twenty five thousand dollar Nautilus and rock it on rubber, and it looks fucking sick. The problem I have with it is if I move it down, it puts oyster at number two, and I'm not comfortable with that. How many? How many? How many? watches do you see where you think gosh if only i could get a tight integrated made for this watch rubber strap for me i love rubber straps mm. i love them rubber silicone straps they're so comfortable they're they look good they fill that spot that you want leather to fill when you don't want leather mm. it, yeah I, I mean the more and more rubber straps i get the higher they go in this ranking but what I just don't I know want, if I can buy it on number two. What I want for, like, for instance, I'm trying to think of my my, uh, my uh, Sarb. I want a rubber strap for my Sarb. Mm-hmm. But I don't want I don't want any rubber strap. I don't want to wear it on a Tropic. I want to wear it on a fitted rubber strap. That'd be that'd be really really good. You know, um, I agree. I, I recently was looking at. Uh, I, I've kind of been uh, just looking at, you know, what do I buy? Say I ever buy a high-end watch, what am I going to buy? 
And so kind of looking at watches in terms of their ability to take a rubber strap, does somebody make a fitted rubber strap? Does the OEM mm -hmm. make a rubber strap for this? And that's been a thing that I've kind of come up against and, and there just aren't enough of them. I want that. I want there aren't enough affordable strap. options. There's not. There, there aren't. That, that will be a good market to break into for anybody who's looking for a watch company idea. We'd be your first customers. Maybe only, but first. Well, you know, Monta is a company. Monta is a company that was born mm -hmm. from the Everest Strap Company. And, and and anybody who's ever played around with, with rubber for Rolex knows of the Everest Strap Company. You know, and they come in, I think they're like 230. Uh, the baseline models are 230. And I think that that's a Nighthawk. That's that's right. That that's right. Why is this two thirty? You, you know they're making money on that, and that's good for them. Good for them. But it's a good strap. Uh, it, you know, I've never handled an Everest, but I assume it's wonderful. It couldn't not be. It could right? not. Be. Like that's there's right. just no. You you're not gonna get in a Maserati and be like. Mm -hmm. And so Monta gives you the option if you want a fitted rubber strap for this, you got it. You got it, boo. But that's all you get. You don't get the bracelet. And Give that Monta bracelet's so killer. Give me both. Give me both. Well, you can get both, but then you pay two hundred bucks. Yeah. Then you. Yeah. You know, because they are making the best rubber straps in the game. But uh, I am really sort of excited for Crafter Blue to get a enough momentum that they can make a rubber strap for the for the Orient Mako Ray line. Um, and, and I think they do actually now. I think perhaps they do. But there's so many watches that I look at and I think, gosh, couldn't they just make a, a fitted rubber strap for this? So number two on the list, a fitted or integrated rubber strap, right? Because some some of these high end watches that come on rubber are actually integrated, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and they're watches that we don't talk about and we don't think about and don't care about. But you know, well, AP we don't care about it. But it's just it, it's so far out of our out of the realm of reality for us. We're just not going to talk. That's about like it. talking about dinner with Trump next week. Like it's just it, there's but, no reason to because it's not going to happen. So number one, do it. The man bun of the watch bracelet world, the Jubilee. You look so disappointed. I, <laughs> I don't agree. I think that's evident in my body language right now. I don't know how I would adjust the rankings to, to better reflect how I feel. You know, I, I, think, think, I, don't, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I don't know if you're right. But if we're having to chisel these into stone, I think I'm comfortable with that ranking barring the placement of Shark Mesh and OEM Leather. I think I swapped those two. And I think I'm okay with it. I, I mean, we're we're making rules for a whole lot of people right now, yeah. so I got I got to put my personal feelings aside a little bit and look at it objectively. And I I don't think you're wrong. I think it's perfect. I love it. And get I'm, the chisels out, folks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna right now before you get your chisels out. So hold them for a second. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a slight condition. Okay. I'm gonna put an asterisk. Because here's the here here's the other number one slot, a custom leather strap from somebody you know or at least that cares about watches, like EA8 or EA Leather Goods, you know, or someone oh. who is handcrafting. I was worried you were you were gonna put REM Strapco in that position. What? <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, disagree. No, no not no. to say that I don't love my REM Strapco. No, no, I, don't I mean know REM Strapco. Some of you guys will know REM Strapco is my quote-unquote watch brand that isn't a brand because i've never sold any straps but i i oftentimes make uh straps for people that that i know and love um but no I, i'm talking about ea8 or someone else you know there's so many wonderful artisanal makers. leather strap 
Concur. Completely concur. You're going to spend between 70 to $200 on a custom leather strap. And if you do that, you're going to love it. And it's going to be wonderful. And you're going to be able to choose the leathers you want. You know, I'm more comfortable spending $200 on a custom leather strap than on an Everest rubber. Mm. Without without any hesitation. I mean, I want both. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And you don't have to spend 200 Call Eric at EA Leather Goods and say, this is kind of what I want. And he'll make it work. And he's going to be under 100 bucks. You're going to well, love... Well, make promises for him. You're Well, I think that that's what he's charging is under oh, is 100 it? bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's... he's you know, I, I have engaged in conversations with Eric on multiple occasions, and I'm not joking, multiple occasions where I said, dude, you don't charge enough. You don't charge enough. He needs to charge more. And and, and we I think we talked to I think we talked to AJ or maybe you weren't here when that happened. But yeah, I, I wasn't I, here when you talked to AJ. I've talked to AJ about, you know, this exact topic and AJ's AJ's about about it. He's like, oh, well, Eric does it because he loves it. Fuck that. Sorry, AJ. Drink. Uh, but no he's doing this thing he's a, a full you know he's full-time law enforcement he's kicking ass uh raising a family uh and and selling these wonderful carefully crafted sourced leather beautiful straps for a song and uh and that's wonderful for everybody who gets to buy them but good lord man you need to charge take more. my money Take my money. Yeah, no, I'm right. I would pay him. I would pay him twice, probably, what he charges for a strap. We're ruining everyone's day right now. I, I who's who's just, got one and waiting? <laughs> I actually just commissioned a strap from from EA Leather Goods, and and I don't know when I'm going to get it. And, and there's some specific things that I asked for, and and he said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, just take your time. Whenever you get it to me, that's good. But I commissioned a strap from Eric, and uh, I don't know when I'm going to get it. It might be next month. It might be uh, uh, three months from now. And I told him that was fine with me, but. I, I don't know what he's going to charge me, but I assume it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. And I'm going to pay him the minimum amount he charges me, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm also going to pimp the shit out of his stuff because wonderful. So that's going to share number one with the Jubilee. I'm on it. It's I, too I agree. broad a category. It's too broad a category to to actually include in its own place. But there's something to be said about that artist artisanal you said was mm -hmm. the word you used and i think that's a good one uh something to be said about that process where you say this is kind of what i'm looking for is it possible to do that and someone to say oh yeah let me let me take a look bespoke just 100 percent. that's you. right yep that's right and, and you know what i think if you go through someone like yale other goods you're gonna get a strap that you love for for not very much money i think if you go from someone else who's um you know charging more um, you're also going to be happy. You're going to pay more, but you're going to be just as happy. So, uh, and and there's a ton of makers, and I, we don't know them all. We couldn't. We couldn't possibly. Um, Eric is the one that is is in my consciousness, and and I wouldn't think about about going anywhere else just because I I know him. I know I know the work, the quality of the work he does, and I'm totally confident with that. So, uh, that that's sub one. Break out the chisels, folks. That is it. The definitive ranking of watch straps, bracelets, and everything shoes for your watches. Other stuff, what do you got? Number one, well, number one of, <laughs> of one. Uh, I've been following an Instagram page uh, this last week. My, my wife introduced me to it. It is called Dad and Buried. Dad and Buried at Instagram.com. Instagram, Dad and Buried. And this guy's thing is that he loves his kids, but he hates 
being a parent. <laughs> and it is memes, thoughts, everything related to all of the terrible things that your kids do to drive you crazy. And one of the ones that stands out the most to me, just as an example, is there is a one of those texts in front of a picture. Me, not really a meme. It kind of looks like it's an inspirational quote at first, and then it's not. Uh, it, it's something along the lines of, you spend all this time not feeling like a grown-up and expecting your kids to be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's very funny, lighthearted. Like for those of you who have kids, uh, we we've all been in that position where you're you're oh just like, gosh. man, I yes. like just you yearn for the days where where they just go away or are just quiet for ten minutes. Uh, this is a good a good little lifter upper, pick me upper, laugh at Instagram page that even if you really love being a parent, which I mean. I, I love my kids, but like there are days I don't, I don't want to be a parent. I just want to be, just want to be me. I just want to bro down. I want to sit on the couch. I want to watch TV. I want to watch my TV and I want to drink beer and not have to worry about the well being of another human being. Mm-hmm. And this guy nails it. it yeah. No, uh, I, I feel that. I feel that so intimately some days that, that exact thing. Right. And, and uh, you know, anybody who's a parent will know the, the conflict there because mm-hmm. I also am deeply uh, sentimental about the days. You know, I've got six and seven year old, and uh, my six year old is still a cuddler. He's a cuddler, uh, and and how wonderful is that? And so I get so mad at myself when I get annoyed because I get annoyed. He's like, "Dad, can I sit in your lap? Go away!" But just be quiet for five minutes. Oh my gosh, how much am I going to miss that? So I I, I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's such a it's such a human thing right uh and so it's good that we can poke fun of it yeah and he does so what's the name of the web of dad book? and buried dad and buried yeah okay i've got a, i've got a fun i've got a fun other thing this week do it there's a company in st louis that i'd never heard of before this week called old vienna old vienna makes sausages potato chips oh very different old vienna makes potato chips and supposedly if you're in st louis you know these potato chips well but they make a red hot riplet hot barbecue flavored ribbed ridged ribbed is different (laughs) ultra ribbed for your enjoyment so these are (laughs) the potato chips that southpaw stl 15 uh sent us and what a fucking care package man they're so good. They're so good. So here's the thing. Being on keto, I have to really limit my carb intake. And so I'm sending these with Andrew, but... They won't make it the drive home. I have sacrificed some carbs on multiple occasions to get these. I opened a bag and then I carefully rubber banded them up so that they would... Uh, and they're fresh. So that they would make it the week uh, while I was waiting for Andrew to come. But good Lord. In terms of potato chips... I. Maybe top two or three. Top two or three. We've got a company called Tim's in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I think they're actually a Washington company now. But there's a company called Tim's Cascade in Oregon. They make some Hawaiian chips, but they also make a a, a, a jalapeno, a jalapeno, a oh. jalapeno potato chip that is totally fucking killer. Mm-hmm. We've got Juanitas, the best tortilla chips on the planet Earth. So we do chips in Oregon. Oregon. I, I mean, I assume all states have their sort of bespoke chip company. Um, but some of you guys will know of the brand name Kettle Chips. That's a mm-hmm. Portland company. Um, you, you know, Portland and Oregon generally is sort of a, a industry hub of the chip world. 
which is kind of weird, right? Because people know us for our beer. They don't know us for our chips because chips are like whatever. Um, but Oregon's always had this history of great chips. I've never had these before. I'm so glad I've had them now. I've had multiple New York brands. You know, New York has mm-hmm. got their own sort of chip world. St. Louis apparently makes some pretty damn good chips. At least one. And they're fantastic. The spice, man. It's a little bit less than I want. I want just a touch more heat. But like we talked about, if they were any hotter, they'd be selling them to Andrew and Everett only right. and not to the general public. <laughs> that, that's right. I, I think this is a good and and maybe and, and maybe uh, uh, Southpaw STL 15, you can tell us if there's a, a extra hot version. Of Ooh, if there's an extra hot version, I'm going to switch off extra flaming Hot Cheetos. But that's what they need, right? They need like an extra hot version. These are the the everybody get these. They'll be hot and you'll love them. Yeah, you will. But I need an extra hot version too. These are so good. They're super they're good, man. Nice and sp- like back end heat, like warmth in your throat, not not front end spice. Just back end heat and warmth. Really great barbecue flavor. They're nice and thick. One of the complaints mm-hmm. I usually have mm-hmm. about ridged chips is they're too thin. These are like thick cut, ridged delicious i mean definitely the best barbecue chips i've ever had bar yeah. none best barbecue chips i've ever had no doubt some about spice it. to them great texture and the nice thing about these bags they're the the combination between personal and shareable size so they say on the back of the box or box bag there's 2.5 servings per container so it tells you what a serving size will do to your body but then it also warns you about what a full container will do to your body which because they know you open this bag your your self-control is inspiring because when i open this bag today on my drive home it will not make it the 12 minute drive back to my house <laughs> yeah and i mean i could eat all i, I could eat all of these I, I mean that that bag i know it looks like it's not full but I, i've had literally like 10 of these things but i had to stop myself because they've got a ton of carbs they're just full of they're all carb they're potato chips they're what do you all want? carb and sugar they're potato oh, and sugar. They're so good. Thank so you. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. So that's my other thing for the week. I don't know if you can find these things. I didn't look them up. I'll look them up and see if I can find something and drop it in the show notes drink. Uh, but wonderful. Old Vienna Red Hot Replets. Flavored Louisiana hot sauce. Get it. Get it. Get in me. All right, man. You got anything else? I do not. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 if you want to support us go to patreon.com we are patreon.com slash 40 and 20 you can contribute any amount of money and we would love that and that will continue to allow us to host and buy equipment etc etc don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye Our music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.